Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome. Come on in. There's plenty of room. Have a seat. Oh, wait a minute. No, you can't because everyone's still wearing masks. So don't come in. Stay where you are. Just keep your distance and we'll all be fine. Yes. Stay away. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to beat this one of these days. I don't know. Years from now, Mm, here on mm, the Ralph Report, we're going to throw a big party and say we conquered it. Yeah. Mm. When we get to uh, the gamma variant (laughs) at that point. No, no. It'll be uh, zebra, zebra variant. Whiskey, whiskey variant. We're going to run out of letters before we we run out of variants. Ah, let's talk about stuff that makes us happy, not stuff that makes us sad. Or had? Had. Had sad. (laughs) Welcome to the Ralph Report, kids. The Ralph Report. Put the jock strap back on. That's right. Put it on. I I did wear it yesterday. Support those boys. And I'm not sore. I think I got through the sore phase. I think I'm good. You didn't wear it, but then the soreness went away. Yes, I think I got. I think I adjusted to it. So now I think I'm fine. You stretched what was left of your vas yes. enough that you're right. You're functional. I still haven't done any more, uh, you know, emulsions yet. Well, well, we'll so see we'll what see. happens. Maybe that was what got you sore. It might have been making the boys go back to the factory before it was open. <laughs> well, they probably went there and there was a roadblock, and they're like, "Oh fuck! Oh, who put a who put a, a lock on <laughs> the door? Somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dust. We got a padlock on the <laughs> chain link fence here. How are we gonna get in? So yeah. I might have been the sword. All kinds of confusion going down there in Eddie Pence's pants. Ugh. Welcome to the show, kids. It is a Tuesday, July 20th, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. Oh, hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise. That voice you hear, boys and girls, talking about his nuts <laughs> is the uh, is the... Rear Admiral himself. That's, that's I am me. your podcast pal, Ralph Garman. He is... Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. And you, of course, are listening to the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Cheese punches you in the face. That's right. It the only podcast does. where cheese punches you in the face. <laughs> Still recovering from yesterday's... Mac and cheese milkshakes. My mustache still smells like cheese. Yeah, I noticed when I watched back the video coverage of the Munch and Monday, you had a uh, stash full of cheese. I had a cheese stash. You did indeed. It was so smelly. We're going to adjust the formula, as they say in the lab, <laughs> and uh, get back to that later this week, hopefully. Meanwhile, we still have a brand new spectacular show for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because... It is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, we take a deep dive into one of your favorite TV shows of all time and the theme song that you so lovingly remember on TV Tunes Tuesday. It's coming up later in the Mm. show. Entertainment news, phone calls galore. We have to give away a T-shirt. We have got an actual souvenir from... Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. An airbrushed T-shirt 
actually purchased in Myrtle Beach by the Rear Admiral featuring... Right. It was a, commissioned in Myrtle Beach. It was commissioned in Myrtle Beach and, and performed there on the Strand somewhere. A local artisan. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> An airbrush artisan. I've seen it. I've seen the work. <laughs> artisan is too kind a phrase. It is a... Uh, a facsimile of my avatar featured on there, and we put it up in the uh, raffle over the weekend mm. to see if folks wanted to donate some money to the spectacular St. Jude Children's Hospital, and you guys showed up in a big way. So we're going to give that away in just mere moments. Uh, what else we got going on? Isn't that enough for God's sake? Oh, it's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Oh, we got that no. going on as well. What are you oh knowing? I'm never good at that. It's going to be great. Switch all this cheese in my mouth. <laughs> it's, today's a good one. We're going to have so much good show today. You're going to say, I'm so happy it's a Tuesday, and I'm spending it with uh, Ralph and Eddie. Doc Garon D. Yeah. Uh, before <laughs> we get any further into the show, however, I did make a promise yesterday. Oh, a yeah. lot of folks came out of the woodwork asking me indeed to give you my secrets. Hi, this is uh, Timmy from Las Vegas. Uh, any advice on teaching an adult ride a bike? <laughs> I'm 28 years old, and I don't know. Yeah. All right. Bye. Timmy's 28, can't ride a bike. He mm -hmm. wants to know what's my secret for teaching someone to ride a bike. Yeah, help him out. And I mentioned I was going to talk about yesterday. We didn't have enough time, so I pushed it off until today. So I wanted to get this out because I've got a lot of parents, believe it or not, reaching out saying, we're having trouble as well. Can you give us whatever tips that I'm, you, I'm that one you of discovered? Parents. I'm one of those parents. Now, here's my theory and, and my technique, and this may already exist somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anyone calling or writing and saying, pfft. That's not new. Everybody knows that. I did this all instinctually, so as far as I'm concerned, it's mine. It's the Ralph technique. Right, but it could very well exist somewhere else. A Garmin. So do your research. Okay. I'm like Sean Hannity now. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to, to follow right. the science and, and do the research. <laughs> um, here's how, what, how, how I worked it out with Olivia. Because Olivia had a little bit of a phobia about bike riding, which is, I think, why maybe she got her wheels under her a little bit later than some kids do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pressure her because I figured when her time comes, her right. time comes. I don't, I don't judge my kids' development by anyone else's time. Right. If they don't want to do it, then they crash, then they're never going to want to do it again. That was yeah. my theory. I wanted her to really be interested, yeah. and we went out, and we went bike shopping, and we made a thing out of it, and she was very excited, and it paid off. Here were my, here were my simple steps. Yeah. And like most things, where it comes to, to my learning um, technique for mm -hmm. myself personally, I am best suited to deal with building blocks. One little thing that yeah. you master, and then you build another thing on top of that, right. another thing on top of that, and right, thing on top right, of that. Right. So I applied that to my kid, and it seemed to work out pretty good. First things first, put her on the bike. I was holding her and the bike, and I was pushing it forward, and I got her a, a, a cruiser. I got her a, a coaster brake bike okay i didn't get her the handbrakes or the gears or any of that right, special yeah. stuff basic bike because she's going to outgrow it eventually and then right. she can get an expensive deal if she wants so it's just a coaster brake bike and for those who don't know if you've never ridden a coaster or a uh, a cruiser bike as they call them you have to get your feet on the pedals and you, if you pedal forward you move the bike and if you go backwards that engages the brake and yep. the bike stops so I thought that's the most important first step for her to learn is how to stop the bike. Mm -hmm. That's going to come in really handy. Yeah, most times. You more than almost anything else. I mean, whenever you ride a bike, you want to eventually stop it. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to teach her how that right. works. So I'm holding her and I'm pushing her along mm -hmm. and I'm just drilling her over and over again with her reversing her feet to put the brakes on. Mm -hmm. 
So before she could even balance, I was teaching her how to use the brakes. So you're holding to the back of the seat. I got it, one hand on the handlebars, one hand on the back the of the seat. I'm walking her down the street gotcha. and I'm just moving her along and I'm saying, okay, break now, break now, break. We just drilled that for a okay. while. That's step one. Okay. Now step two, the, the more difficult one, is getting them to balance on the bike. That's me, that's the, that's the big obstacle is the balance yes, thing. Ag- agreed. And what you need to do is, in my opinion, you start pushing them along, you get them up a little speed, and then you take your hands, running right there next to them, take both hands off the bike for just a couple seconds and then okay. put it back on. Just again. so they get a feel. Yes. And then each time you do that, you do a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And you'd be surprised before long, your hands are off and they're cruising along and you're still running alongside them mm-hmm. to protect them. But uh, they can they can get going pretty good. Right. So we did that for a, a, a minute. Okay. So she, we were drilling her on just getting the feel of the balance of the bike underneath her. Because once your brain feels the balance, you're autom- you instinctually don't lose it ever it's again. very much yeah. muscle memory. Yeah. You just have to train your body to, right. to get there. And so once she got there, her eyes got big, and I saw the light bulb go off, and I said, okay, now, now we're getting she's got someplace. It. Now she's getting someplace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's got braking. Okay. And she's got going forward. Right. These are all very useful skills when it comes so now to we're jumping. a bike. We're going straight into we jumping. We did not go to jumping, no. So now I'm thinking, all right, she's got the basics down, but she can't travel in a straight line for the rest of her life. Right. So what we need to do now is work on control of the bike. Mm -hmm. And I kept emphasizing to her, you have to be in control of this bike at all times. So once she got going back and forth on her own at a pretty good clip and she could stop the bike when she wanted and put a foot down and, and feel that she wasn't going to fall over. Right. Then I had her go down the center of our street. And we're lucky because our street is not busy. You have a nice quiet street here. Yes. Yes. But if you don't, go to a, an empty parking lot or someplace near you where you got some land. And I'd made her drive. And then I told her, just swerve slightly to the left and swerve slightly to the right. Just okay. get the feeling of how much play you get in those handlebars in order to move the bike. Because it doesn't take much. The other. It doesn't take much yeah. at all. And I wanted her to recognize that. So we drilled that for a while. Okay. Then I had her do bigger swerves until eventually I had her going swerving side to side all the way across the street back and forth. And that's when I thought she was ready to learn how to turn the bike. Okay. And so I got her to a point where she was on one side of the street. And I said, okay, now turn the handle like you're going to swerve to the other side of the street, but just keep turning and turning and feel that bike move. And sure enough, she wow. was able to make the turn. Oh. So then we drilled her up and down the street where she would turn at the one end and then come back and turn at the other Still nervous about, she got close to a couple garbage cans, got close to a couple yeah. uh, curbs and would sometimes panic, forget how to brake, put, put her feet out, right. you know, ab- abandon ship. So we had to reinforce the braking thing. And then, this is the genius part of my plan. <laughs> I forced her to ride into stuff. Oh. I said, I want you now to purposefully turn your bike and run your bike into those trash cans. And I want you to stop the so you're bike. You're trying to make YouTube videos. I want now, you to stop. No, to, I want you to stop to the bike. You're bef- trying to go viral before you get to the trash can. Okay, you know how to brake. Right, it's coming at you. Go on purpose towards the curb. Go on purpose towards the trash can. Go on purpose towards that car. Not not a moving car. It was a parked car, <laughs> and it was mine. I'm not going to damage anyone else's car. And then put the brakes on before yeah. you get there so you can you can get familiar with what it's like if you do lose control and you're heading into a situation you don't want to be mm. in. And so, boom, by the end of the day, 
we were we were off and running. Nice. So those were my simple steps into getting her into a position where she now can uh, handle her own right. bike. Good, good. I I will try to apply that. It yeah, like again, like I said, it just worked for me. It was an instinctual way for. It's how I would have taught myself if I needed to learn just yeah. baby steps and building blocks in order to get her to where she needed to be. And it and it seemed to, to See, work out pretty. All well. I remember is my dad putting me on the bike. Me going down the sidewalk and then turning around, and my dad's not there anymore. Yeah, see that, and then I freak out and I fly into a bush. That was that's what I remember. That was her fear was yeah. that she was going to be abandoned and forced just to ride the bike, and she <laughs> right. wouldn't know. She wouldn't have any skill set. She wouldn't yes. be supplied with the tools for order to her for right. to, for her to succeed. Right. And so I wanted to give her just a, just incrementally the the information and the tools that she would have to feel like mm. she was in control. Of the Sounds bike. good. And so that's where we got her to where she I will, is. I will try this. So like I said, it worked for me, may not work for you. And again, this may be how every person on the planet tells someone how to learn how to ride a bike. I don't know. I didn't look it up online or anything. We just got out there and it just felt right. See, to me. I tried with Colton for training wheels for a while and he just wasn't getting See, it. See, we never did her training wheels with her. Huh. She was never on a bike with training. Right, he, he did that and he just lost interest because he he never got, the, you could tell he never got the feel of balance because the thing would just weeble back and forth. Well, I don't think you would because you you're leaning on the training yeah, wheels, right? Exactly. So naturally you just think, okay, that's the that's the way it's going right. to work. It's a very different experience when you're on there without training yeah. wheels. And like I said, she had scooters and she had, you know, uh, other vehicles and stuff that right. she would scoot around on, but she never was on a bike of any kind until until this whole one. new world. So it's like, it is a whole new world, and she's uh, she can't get enough of it now. Awesome. Um, every time uh, she's here, she just wants to get on the bike. Well, you got to get a bike too and ride around with it. I got one. Oh, that's the first thing she said once she was going straight. She goes, "Can we go on a bike ride now?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> you are ill prepared for that. <laughs> Unless we plan to go straight." And then get an Uber back. You eventually you're going to need get to, off the bike, turn around, and you're come going to learn back. to make a turn before we can actually go around the block together. So that's the next thing she's made me promise that we are going to go on a bike ride together. Nice. But I told her she can't do that until she can bike in a circle uh, in the middle of the street, and yeah. that's something that she has still got a, a, a paranoid. Uh, well, yeah, if you go too far, you're going to. That's yeah. she's afraid she's going to eat it if yeah, she yeah. turns the wheel too far. And I told her it's the exact same thing as making a turn. You just don't pull out of it you just right. keep turning right so I, I i made her promise that until she masters that last step then uh, once she graduates from that then we'll go on a well, bike it seems to me like she got the hardest stuff down so that's, that's that what i'm be, saying yeah and i said to her you shouldn't even be afraid to to do, go in a circle because you've already made a turn you know yeah. how to do that so just make two turns she's, in a row she's making a bunch of turns now that's right all right <laughs> so anyway there you go bike 101 solved solved so uh, get Colton, get Colton out there. I will. I got to get him a new bike. Get him to work. I got to get him a new bike. Yeah, that's true. It's probably, he's got a tiny little bike. He doesn't yeah. fit on anymore. He's a big boy. Yeah. Hey, like I mentioned, it's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. E. So take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongue Twister Tuesday. Today's tongue twister comes from Alan. Alan said that this is a classic. It's legendary. I have oh, never heard of it before. I didn't know that. But uh, I'm looking forward to trying it. Here's your copy, Eddie uh, Pence. Uh, it is kind of a lengthy one. So we'll see if we can go like twice fast oh, with man. this or three. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to drop some F-bombs. But for this. those of you who are playing at home, that's what he says. This is nice and dirty. You're going to like this one. So we'll see, Alan. Uh, I am not the pheasant plucker. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll... I am not the pheasant plucker. Uh-huh. I am the pheasant plucker's mate. I am only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. Mm. Goes the tongue twister. Once again, if you're playing at home, jot this down. I am not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I am only plucking pheasants because the pleasant the pheasant <laughs> plucker's late. I can't say it. You're gonna slow. say pleasant fucker. I'm probably gonna say that. All right. <laughs> Here we go. As always, I will go first. Uh, speed is of the essence. If we get through it twice, I'll, I'll be happy. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. Here we go. Mm. I am not the pheasant plucker. I am the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I am not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. Wow. Boom. Damn. Shakalaka. Holy shit. There we go. Look at you. Three of those that in was a row. Impressive. Thank you so much. All right. Because <clears throat> I used to be a pheasant plucker. I've got some history. <laughs> with I'm a it. pleasant fucker. Yeah, That's you are. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Whew. I am not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pleasant fucker. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, mm. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pleasant fucker's... <laughs> Come on. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only fucking... <laughs> Come on. God damn it. I just look around. There's a fuck in my mouth. It's just how it... Yeah, I know. Mm. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm only plucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the fucking... <laughs> wow, that's not even part of the thing. <laughs> I have fuck on the brain. Right, one more time. One more time. Right. Here we go. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker. Come on. One more time. Here we go. I'm so close. That one felt close. That was really close. You had a head of steam. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. (laughs) Fuck me. Fuck this one. You done? Yeah, I think I almost had it. All right. Do not give up? That's how you roll. Uh, one, more, right. one more. One more. All right. One okay, more. here it is. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. Yeah, where we go. Oh. Oh. See, just like I tell my kid, oh. you can't give up. No. You got to keep going, man. <laughs> I keep going. Don't surrender. No, now I have that feeling of accomplishment. Well done. All right. <laughs> now it's time to find out who is going to take home this remarkable XL t-shirt from goddamn Oof. motherfucking Myrtle Beach. It is a one of a kind. Yes, it is. And we thought because it was so special, we'd try to raise some money for a very special place, and that place being St. Jude Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. And they're a remarkable place. If you know anything about St. Jude, first of all, cancer already Fuck it, right? Yeah, big time. But kids suffering from cancer and being the parent of a kid. Uh, And so St. Jude is a remarkable joint because what they do is uh, when you take your kid there, that's all you need to worry about is them getting well. You don't pay a bill for the services. You don't pay a bill for housing. They pick up the tab. They are uh, a remarkable organization. 
And so we thought it'd be nice if we could raise some money for them. And we asked everyone who made any size donation, we would enter you into the raffle that uh, we'd pull a name out of a uh, fishbowl here and that person would win the t-shirt. And boy, did you guys show up in a big way. Just a remarkable outpouring of love and financial support for St. Jude. Everybody, thank you so much for your donations, regardless of the size. But there are some folks who went above and beyond that I would like to mention really quickly. In our uh, in our gold circle, Pam Myers, 50 bucks. Nice. Matthew Unversall, also 50 bucks. Wow. Pete Silsby, 50. Tanya Little, Bridget Clink, Angela and Rodrigo Tenorio, Nanette Earhart, Mark Ramillo, Brad Payne, all $50 each. Wow. Asia Parker who is also a pediatric nurse, by the way. She said she loves that we're donating to a cause so close to her heart, $50. Christy Stoker, and this this choked me up. Christy has had three brain tumors, radiation and chemo. Mm. And she says, I can't imagine a child dealing with that crap Mm. ever. So she also donated $50. Then in the platinum circle, we've got Jaren Christensen, $100. Gina Wells with $100. Andrea Larkin, $100. Jason Iverson, $100. Lisa Cooper, who's a lovely lady, $100. Tino Lucas, we've talked to Tino. His sister Beatrice is currently undergoing radiation therapy for for cancer. Uh, Tino stepped up with $100. Nice job, Tino. David Tilly donated $100 and sent a little message saying, this one has special meaning for me. I was a patient at St. Jude from age 12 to 14 traveling from Dallas to Memphis for chemotherapy, oh. hell, every month or two. Brutal. I would not wish that on my worst enemy, not even Tadoff Switler or Bieber. <laughs> and he said the chemo may have been hard, even harder on my mom than it was on me. I can't imagine being a parent going through that. Uh, <laughs> we lost my mom a few years ago, he added, and it was listening to a Hollywood Babylon episodes that helped me get through it, so he also donated $100. Wow. Then, in the titanium circle. Ooh, titanium. Manny Reyes, 150 bucks. Damn. And also, he says he was happy to donate to the charity because the company that he works for matches employee donations to charity. That's awesome. So his 150 bucks is actually worth 300. That's great. To St. Jude, which is awesome. And then the diamond tier of donations. <laughs> I got to give a special shout out to Jeremy and Teresa Hoffman. $500 to St. Jude wow. Children's Hospital. Wow. So congratulations wow. to everyone who donated. You did remarkable work for a much needed uh, organization uh, that does a remarkable work, and you guys stood up in a big way. So thank you so much for that. All told, the dozens and dozens of Garmy members who stepped up, we raised for St. Jude Children's Hospital and Research Center. $1,595. That's a record for us, right? I believe it is. Wow. Almost $2,600 going to the good people at St. You guys are amazing. So, as always, we just thank you so much for everything that you do. Oh, we got two shirts that I know this Huge was going to happen. Really. Well, then, wouldn't it be special? I, I think the fact that this was a one-off, plus it was a, an amazing organization, yeah. it was the perfect storm to uh, raise some money for a good cause. Well, I'm going back probably around Christmas time, so. But they won't have any airbrush t-shirts then everybody will be shuttered up we don't know with their calabash shrimp or whatever the hell it is (laughs) and everyone's just hiding from the tornadoes or whatever they get or big hurricane hurricanes yeah so what i did everyone who donated that's authentic can't fake this sound nope 
All of your names are here in a fishbowl. Print it out. What I'm going to do is have the man who provided us with this T-shirt, Eddie Pence. I want him. I'm going to mix him up again really good. I'm going to let you hear this. Former home of goldfish, I believe. Uh, there, you, this you, was uh, the original home of a goldfish. <laughs> and then it got too big, so I had to move it to a, a two-gallon bowl. Stop doing that. And now getting, it's getting, getting bigger, bigger Stop again. Stop doing that. I'm going to have to move Leave it. Leave it in the two-gallon bowl. I'm going to have to build a pool. <laughs> That's the next <laughs> Go step. Go dump it in the lake. Now, I want you to dig in there deep. All right. Get, get yourself a name. All right, I got one. All right, and there then announce is. who the lucky winner is. But wait for me, wait for me. Uh, I got a drum roll here. Hold on a second. All right, who gets that amazing T-shirt? Daniela Lara? Daniela Lara. Daniela Lara. Daniela Lara. Daniela Lara. Sorry, I butchered your name. Daniela Lara. Daniela Lara is the winner of the t-shirt congratulations daniella 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 right dl d laura ms laura we're uh we're going to be sending that your way uh sometime this week so keep an eye open there at the post office and, and you better post a picture of that you sporting that yeah in public. yeah you better put that shirt on yourself <laughs> and then maybe i don't know spill a little water on or something maybe a little uh you know a little wet t-shirt contest oh, the paint might run Oh, that's true. <laughs> the shirt will fall apart. Actually, I was given specific washing instructions. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Cold water. Yeah. Hang dry. Oh, So do not water, do hot water dry. and do not dry it. Cold Why water hang dry. It? Maybe I she, don't know. Maybe, maybe an XL won't fit Daniela Lara, and she needs to tighten things up Well, maybe do bit. hot water, but I would don't dry. Hang dry. And maybe if you do hot water, maybe it uh, bleaches the uh, color it out of it or something. Yeah, All right, very look, don't worry about it. Just... Put it on for a picture. Send us a picture. <laughs> then you can wash your car with it for all we care. It doesn't matter to me. Thank you so much, Daniela, for donating. Thanks to everyone who donated. Remarkable, remarkable people. The Garmy is the best, and we truly appreciate it. Speaking of which, let's turn our attention to you guys now. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Send us an email, ralph at theralphreport.com. Eddie, at that same email address. The great Steve Ashton, who's coming back and joining us oh, this yeah. week. The return, week off. return of Steve Ashton tomorrow on the show. Steve at theralphreport.com, or you can find us uh, on social media, and you can also leave a voicemail message for us on the Ralph Report hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. listen to all of them, and I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmin's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. As I mentioned, often on the Ralph Report Hotline, we get general questions about the program, and I like to answer these from time to time just to uh, let people know what's up. Hey, Ralph. Thank you for being a... Uh amazing personality and positive support for oh, people like me over you. the last many years. Um, I going to ask because I have money issues at times. Uh, is there a way to pay for the Ralph report for a whole year in advance? So I don't have to worry about the monthly issues because I've come into some money now that I'd love to pay a year for my subscription, but I don't know how to do that. And there are times where my months aren't so great to where I can't keep up with my four-star status. Gotcha. So I'd love to do that if possible. I'll try to post this on the Patreon thing, but just want to let you know that at least one person is thinking of that, of 
trying to buy a year in advance, even if you cancel the show, which I doubt you will, and you won't because you got Garmin members like me. But um, yeah, that's what's up for all. Hope you're doing well. Big, long-distance virtual hug from San Diego. Uh, Same to Eddie and... Uh, but the other guy, Steve. Yeah, oh, Steve. Oh, oh. oh Christ! Oh, and now you heard my drunk click up. But yeah, um, I'd love to pay enough in advance to make things happen. So hope you're doing well. I love you. I always mean it, Thank as you. you do. Not saying bye because I can't wait to talk with you further in the future. All right. Ciao. Yes, that is an option. It is fairly new to Patreon, so it could be when you joined, you didn't see that. But if you go to the Patreon sign-up page now. And I understand it. Money can get tight. And sometimes from month to month, you're not yeah. sure whether you can afford the luxury of the Ralph Report being poured into your ears five mm-hmm. days a week. If you are flush, if you if you win a you know a race at the racetrack or you yeah. get a lottery ticket and you say, oh, I'll just pay it all at yeah. once. Absolutely is an option. When you go to sign up on Patreon.com, they now give you the option of going with a monthly subscription or you can subscribe for the whole year and then forget about it and just sit back, relax, and enjoy. So absolutely, that is an option. Uh, Adam called in. We talked yesterday about the new Popeye chicken nuggets that are going to be unleashing on the 27th, I believe. He is looking forward to us taste testing those, and he has another suggestion as well. Hey, Ralph. This is Adam. She starts in her from Indiana. This thing on the airport today talking about the Popeye nuggets for tasting Monday. You might want to also compare them and include, of all places now, Arby's is doing nuggets too. I'm not brave enough to try it, but you guys are always open to things like that. Let's throw it out there. LMB, thanks. Arby's has nuggets now? Well, they've got the meats, is they what they do say. They do have the meats. <laughs> That's a good point. They've got the meats. I read it that once. <laughs> We've got the meats. It was not what I expected at all. A bunch of fellas in a locker room turned That's, out. Well, that would be the meats. Um Apparently, I did not know this. Apparently, Arby's now also making chicken nuggets. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had chicken, but they do have the meats. So we now have uh, our work cut out for mm-hmm. us. We got to taste Arby's and we got to taste Popeyes. I can't imagine it's even a, a battle. If, if Popeyes doesn't blow Arby's out of the water, then what's Popeyes doing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they make their nuggets out of concealed roast beef. <laughs> Maybe they've got a beef secret nuggets. recipe. We beef need beef nuggets. nuggets. I keep trying to get you to eat beef nuggets and you won't go for it. <laughs> All right, we'll try the Arby's, we'll try the Popeyes, we'll try all the nuggets because we've got the Nugget King on the show here, yeah, we so we might as well uh, look into all that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can do them back-to-back. I think the 27th is like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a Sunday or Monday so we could get it in for that much of money because mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're going to run out again. Right, we'll, we'll, have to just, we'll have to pack some heat and we'll run and we'll roll up on Bob, yeah, Popeyes and we'll get like, some nuggets. Get one of those, uh, those cars that bounce up and down <laughs> with the loud music we'll and just scare some, some people off. Get your Glock and I'll get a knife. Eddieisms, saying stuff in a screwed up way. And I always use the examples of pamphlet. And uh, what was the Asparagus. other one? Oh, and getting a, a whelp on your head a when whelp. someone would hit you on the head. That oh, wasn't me. Oh, I got a whelp. I got a whelp on my head as opposed to welt and asparagus. They just keep coming. And well, you folks happened. apparently also <laughs> are also victim to Eddieisms from time to time. Hey, Rails, everyone else. I used to, when I was a kid, I thought they were called Roman Cokes, and I was 23 when I realized they were rum and Cokes. <laughs> Sorry, I figured it out now. At least I was in my 23s when I figured it out. Yeah. Have a good one, LMB. Bye. Just saying Roman Cokes 
until he got into his twenties. <laughs> so he had ordered a Roman Coke, I would imagine. I have to guess that was the rude awakening for him at twenty-three. He rolled up on some bar and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll have one of those uh, Roman Cokes, please." <laughs> What's that now? Roman Coke. Coke oh, you mean a little toga? Rum and Coke. <laughs> you spectacular fender head. <laughs> That's a good one. Ooh. And every episode, we like to play upbeat music to make your day a little bit better. We call them our happy hits. Today's comes from Chris. Mr. Garmin, Mr. Pence, Mr. Ashton. Ooh, very polite. This is Chris, four-star general from La Mirada. I was wondering, and I know you do not do a birthday shout-out. No! Or anything like that. No. I was wondering if I could request a happy hit, though, for Tuesday and... Everybody's been asking for parodies of songs, yeah. and my happy hit would be Weird Al Yankovic's Gangster's uh, Amish Paradise, my bad. <laughs> well, love you, mean it. Bye. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters lately <laughs> with their parodies. Let's go back to the parody king for today's happy hit. Uh, as you mentioned, it is a parody of Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Amish Paradise by the great Weird Al. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. A churn butter once or twice living in an Amish paradise. It's hard work and sacrifice living boy kicked me in the butt last week I just smiled at him and I turned the other cheek I really don't care in fact I wish him well cuz I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell but I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it and Amish with a tool you know that's unheard of I never wear buttons but I got a cool hat and my homies agree I really look good in black fool if you come to visit you'll be bored to tears we haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years but we ain't really quaint so please don't point and stare we're just technologically impaired there's no phone no lights no motor car not a single luxury like robinson caruso it's as primitive as can be we've been spending most our lives living in an amish paradise which has plain and simple master so good thanks to everybody who called in today you too can be featured in the garmy on the line segment but in order for that to happen you gotta call me
Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. It features every single holiday that falls on every day of the calendar year. You'd be surprised, multiple holidays for each day, but not all of them are legitimate, so we break them down into holidays and holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Oh, look at this, Eddie. What, what? what? It's National Pennsylvania Day. Oh, Jesus. National Pennsylvania Day, the great state of Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. being celebrated on the second, on this day, the second state to join the Union, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was first? Rhode Island. Wrong, Delaware. (laughs) Delaware, then Pennsylvania. (laughs) Ah, Pennsylvania. Some say the greatest state in the Union. Some. Some some say that. that. Not everyone. Not the majority of people. Sing along if you know it. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Did you find that? Doesn't that fill your heart no. with pride? No. To be no. in a wonderful country that's independent. No. Thanks to Pennsylvania. No. The Keystone State, as it's known. Yeah. You know why? Because of something about a stone. A key. Because <laughs> when Someone you build a key on a stone. When you build a bridge. Right. You had to put a keystone in. The stone in the center. Ah. That is the crux of the thing. That's right. the thing that holds the entire structure right. together. Much like Pennsylvania. Holds the country together. Holds the country together. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're welcome, we'll and see. everyone out there you in the army. You guys are real full of yourselves. Who are uh, Pennsylvanians, we salute you on this day. Mm-hmm. From Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, from Scranton to Wilkes-Barre, Mm-mm. from Reading to, to Allentown, to McCungie, <laughs> down to McCungie, Stopgap, Pennsylvania. Stop naming Pennsylvania places. <laughs> I don't even know if Stopgap is. It a, probably is. I don't think it is. There's a Keystone. There's definitely a Stopgap. Uh, also on this day, Eddie Pence. Yeah. You know, Pennsylvania known for its food, by the way. Uh, is it? Gave Other than pretzels and cheesesteaks? Scrapple. We gave you scrapple. Oh, yeah. Fucking scrapple. We gave you funnel cakes. We got the Amish there. We're living in an Amish paradise up there in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but it's also National Lollipop Day on this day. National yeah. Lollipop Day. Who doesn't like a lollipop? You're evil if you don't. Right? And people have been putting uh, sweet sugar on a stick since 
Egyptian Since times. Blowjobs. No, that's not what I was going to say at no. all. <laughs> As sugar became more plentiful, lollipops appeared in the 16th century in Europe in one of the original candies. Hmm. The good old lollipop. Suck on a stick. What we know as the uh, the lollipop that we enjoy today, the modern style lollipop, yeah. was invented in 1931. A guy named George Smith trademarked the name that he claimed came from his favorite racing horse, which was one called Lollipops. That's where it came from. Hmm. Now you get them at banks and barbershops and vendors and the doctor's, doctor's office. office. Yeah, Lollipops have been a large played a large role in pop culture as well. Think of Little Shirley Temple singing on the good ship Lollipop. What it would be if it's good ship licorice stick. It, would, it wouldn't be the same thing. The Wizard of Oz. Remember the Lollipop Guild? Oh, I remember the Lollipop Guild. Lollipop. Very creepy. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? Yeah, pop? The old owl trying to blaze way into it. Three. Three. And then the song Lollipop. Lollipop, Lollipop, my lolly, Lollipop. Kojak? Yeah. The lollipop. Now is that technically a lollipop? Because it's the ball. It's not the flat. Still circle. lollipop. Still lollipop. That's not a different. That's not a sucker. That's, I think they're interchangeable. They're all called lollipops. I think it's lollipop has become a an umbrella term, like much, Xerox or Kleenex or something right. like that. Initially, it was a brand, but I think any candy stick Anything you, you suck on's a lollipop. You stick in your mouth that's got a stick on it. I think <laughs> is a lollipop. So a hot dog would be a lollipop. No, it's meat oh lollipop. <laughs> I rented that too. So happy lollipop day, everybody. Who doesn't like a lollipop, for God's sake? It's also International Chess Day. I never got into chess. Oh, chess. Never got into it. I loved chess when I was like in middle school. Yeah. Me and my friends would sit around at lunch and play chess. You would? Didn't do well with the ladies. Can't imagine. Didn't do too well with the ladies. Or the other guys. (laughs) We did fine with the other guys. We were a smart crew. We would pass the time playing chess. Right. Although I think it's been so long since I played, I probably forget how all the pieces move now. Yeah, I don't. It's been a long time. I've never really played. But it's become a resurgence now. You can't... Because that Netflix show, Yes, right? The Queen's Gambit. Or Hulu or whatever It's it hard to find a chess set in toy stores now because all these parents are really? buying chess sets for their kids, hoping they're prodigies. Mm. No, they're not. No, None they're not. Are. Most of them so are just not. Everybody stop. It's still a fun game, though. Yeah. I gotta teach. I gotta learn. I gotta relearn it, and then I gotta teach it to. A I think Colton plays it. He See? played it in school. Yeah, get a smart kid. He that's does, why. He's a smart kid. I'm why don't not. you learn how to play? I'm a can... dumbass. I play checkers. Play with your son. Mm. I don't know how to play. I don't want to lose to him in that. Learn. I already feel bad enough about myself. I don't oh need to lose to him and shit. Bangkok, Oriental city, and the city don't know what the city is. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but you. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean Spar had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or, or this place. Or this place. Or this place. Chess. <laughs> Bangkok, king oriental me. setting. <laughs> you don't king anybody in chess. Don't say king me. <laughs> king me. Here's a, here's some uh, uh, some chess facts. We'll quiz you on some chess oh, facts. Okay. The longest possible chess game in terms of numbers of moves, mm-hmm. Eddie. Yeah. Is five thousand nine hundred and forty nine moves. That's awfully boring. That's experience. how long potentially a chess game could That's the go. Max number. Of max moves. number of moves possible during a chess no, game. No, thank you. What is the shortest number? 
or least number of moves that a chess game can be won in? How quickly can a game end? So what I would lose, how many moves would it take to beat me in a game of chess? Exactly, yes. Ten. Two. Two moves? You can win a chess game in two moves. How do you do that? That's... It has to be, you have to play a particularly bad player but if they open up with a pawn and you can get your bishop in a in a in a, a right. position yeah. to their king and they can't move the king early in the game, boom, check and wow. mate. Right two there. two plays, two plays. Mm. So there you go. Happy chess day, everyone. It's also National Moon Day, Eddie Pence. Moon Day. Moon Day. Why? Oh boy. We have a what, what what phase is the moon in right now? Does it matter? It doesn't matter because on this day in 1969, Eddie Pence, let me see if anything oh, happened that. of any importance on J July 20th, 1969. <laughs> oh, man walked on the moon. Oh, yeah. How can you not celebrate Apollo 11 carrying human beings to the moon mm -hmm. on July 20th, 1969? Six hours after landing on the moon, of course, Neil Armstrong stepped onto the surface and he spent two and a half hours outside the spacecraft, unzipped, took a leak, got back in the uh, vehicle. It was a long flight. Went home. Buzz Aldrin was after him and then some other dude that nobody remembers waited inside the Poor command dude. module. Michael Collins, we'll give him a prop. If I was him, I would have farted all in on that thing. So when they get back in, that's what they got to smell. You know you're wearing a spacesuit, right, Ed? I would un I would open that up. You're not hurting anybody but yourself if, would, if you're farting. I would unsnap the back and just fart it away. <laughs> you can't unsnap the back because then you get sucked out into the vacuum of space. Well, I would do it outside in space. I'd do it in the little compartment. I, I don't little, know if it was pressurized or well, not. They would have been. <laughs> but if you're farting. <laughs> farts. My God. I can't reduce everything to <laughs> bodily functions. <laughs> Happy Moon Day, everybody. Happy Moon Day. Hey, it's also World Jump Day, Eddie Pence. Jump Day. Jump Day. Okay. Today, uh, on the first Jump Day was held on this day mm -hmm. back in 2006. For what reason? It was created by a German artist from the United Kingdom. Well, that hardly makes him German then, does it? Mm. Mm. Uh, named Torsten Lauschmann. Torsten. Torsten? Torsten? Torsten Lauschmann created World Jump Day. And here was his plan. He created a website and he was hoping to get 600 million registered volunteers. Yeah. And he wanted to have them all jump on the, at the same exact time. He's trying to create an earthquake? On the earth, no. To change the orbit of the earth slightly to reduce global warming. Hmm. His theory was if he gets 600 million people to jump on the planet at the same right. time, it would, it would slightly shift the orbit of the earth that sounds dangerous and help with uh climate climate change sounds dangerous so every year on july 20th world jump day encourages people around the world to jump simultaneously well they're giving us a time to jump yes they do okay eddie pence they want everyone i will definitely do it everyone needs to jump at precisely 11 39 13 Greenwich Mean Time, GMT. Okay. So 11 hours 39 minutes and 13 seconds Greenwich Mean Time Everybody needs to jump up in the air and land on the Earth so we can shift the uh, orbit of our planet slightly enough just to change hmm. climate change for the better. What if we knock it off the axis and then we're fucked? Look, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And the poles Eddie. shift and we're screwed. You got you to gotta take a chance sometimes to, to <laughs> succeed in life. No, Can't we'd, play it safe. We'd fuck it up. So if you are listening to me before... 11.39 and 13 seconds, Greenwich Mean Time. GMT. Please jump with us, won't you? I and will. And if you're listening after that time, 
Thanks a lot. Now we have more global warming and climate change thanks to you, <laughs> ass, for not jumping with us. So everybody, jump! Jump, jump! lot of songs there that is. jump in them that's, that's called me with a little time on my hands <laughs> finding a lot of songs that have jump in it all right you know what we do now we find a food related to a holiday and we run it past eddie pet see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stuff up his ass and then pull out <laughs> today is no different we talk about the food that this holiday is celebrating we run it past eddie pence mm. And then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels come up and they're all matching. Jackpot. Yeah, I mean, Eddie's eating them mm -hmm. up. However, if they're all mismatched. <laughs> no, he's not going to go for it. So let's find out with today's food. It is National Fortune Cookie Day. Ah, the fortune cookie. That crunchy, sweet treat that everyone enjoys at the end of their Chinese meal. Interestingly enough. These delicious, buttery, sweet, crisp little folded cookies. Not Chinese at all. Yeah. Although they're found at the end of a Chinese meal, they originated in Japan, where elegant desserts and folding techniques were uh, quintessentially Japanese. However, in Japan, the fortune was tucked in the fold on the outside of the cookie. Did well, you know that originally? I didn't know that. That's so the reason it's folded in half. That's where the, the fortune would sit in between the folds right of the in cookie. the thigh gap. Wasn't it? No, boy. Not on the inside. Mm. And then in the late 1800s, the fortune cookie migrated to the United States and made its transition into Chinese food. And that's how we've been enjoying it ever since. So the fortune cookie, is that something Eddie Pence looked forward to munching on a, uh, at the end of a Chinese meal? Or is he going, it looks weird. It's all bent and I don't know. Like, paper in it. Uh, paper. I eat the paper sometimes and I don't get the fortune until I shit it out later. Who knows? <laughs> It's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One cookie, two cookies. The independent in his budget cookie. And it says the crack open the budget cookie. Read your cookie, read your cookie. I mean, I eat it. I don't know if I enjoy it. I love the cookie. That didn't taste that great, oh, but I eat it every time. I love the taste of a really? fortune cookie. Yeah. It always gets stuck in your molars. You got to dig it out of your molars. I'm not a big fan of. I eat it every single time. I'll eat it, but I don't. I don't. I don't, like I don't look forward to it. I don't it. like it. I don't like I'll it, it. But I'll eat it. Why do Why do you eat it then? If you're If you don't enjoy it, because the fortune's there, and you, you want to pull the fortune. You can out. You can read the fortune. Yeah, but then you're the just leaving the cookie there, and then you know. Oh, I like I the a, cookie. I like the. It's, it's uh, light and it's uh, it's sweet. It's a delicious cookie. It's not a great cookie. It is. It's a great not. Cookie. A, I've had some bad ones. No. Yeah. There's no such ones. thing as a bad fortune. Yes, cookie. There is. They're bad fortunes. Then you put in bed on the end yeah. of it. 
you will make new friends in, in bed. bed. I got one time, make sure you get takeout. <laughs> in bed? In, well, then I put in oh. bed, yes. Oh, yeah. Make sure you pull out. So it was bed. like a commercial. It was like a take. A take yeah, out I got to make sure commercial. you get takeout. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I already did. That's why I have the fortune cookie. <laughs> All right, Eddie Pants. That's two for two, by the way. Yeah, look Yesterday at that. and today, two eatings in a row. Didn't really enjoy either one, but I no, eat No, that's true. You're a weird, weird man. And that's it for holiday or holiday. Now it's time for the entertainment news, a little segment I call the Showbiz Beat here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Reggie, shut up! Yeah. Indeed. She captured your essence in that. Reggie's not here today, by the way. You can tell it's by moved the, on. the peaceful sounds in the house. Reggie is no longer with yes. us. I noticed when I knocked on the door, there was no barking. No barking. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm delivered from Reggie after <laughs> almost two weeks of him constantly being up my ass. Carrie's back in town. She took the kid. She took the You're dog. You're a free man. Oh, man. You're going to enjoy it tonight. I miss the kid. Do not miss the dog. That's all I'm saying. All right, entertainment news, sad news to start us off. Robbie Steinhardt has passed away, one of the original members of the band Kansas, which, of course, was a uh, massive band in the 1970s and early 80s. He, along with uh, friends out of his Topeka West High School there in Kansas, Kerry Livgren, Rich Williams, Phil Ehart, Dave Hope, and then Steve Walsh, who joined the group a little bit later, formed Kansas, and he was the violin player and vocalist in that band. Not a lot of rock bands having violin guys. No. These no. days, certainly not. Back in the 70s, it was a little more common. He was a great one, though. Very talented guy. Of course, Kansas sold millions of records with songs like Carry On, Wayward Son, and of course, this one as well. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the Robbie's work there. Mm. 71 years old. We got to get into the tequila business now, apparently. Oh, is that a thing now? Everybody's doing it. We might as well make our money. Well, Clooney did it, right? That's he was money. sort of the big, right. uh, the guy to start it all off. He and Cindy Crawford's husband, Randy Gerber. I don't know if they're still married or not, but uh, they were best friends. And a third guy was also in the deal. And they created Trace Amigos, right. I believe. And they sold it for a bunch of money. Like, like a billion dollars. Like that's how something. he made most of his money. He was nuts. What's doing that? So now everybody's doing it. Kendall Jenner has a new tequila out. Fuck, fuck called every, 818 fuck. Tequila. Ew. Based on the area code for the San Fernando Valley. Mm. But fuck her. Um... Who else has tequilas? Dwayne The Rock yeah, Johnson. I know The Rock had one. Terramana yeah. is his. Nick Jonas has a tequila brand. Via One, it's called, or mm -hmm. Villa One. LeBron James, Lobo 1707. You see him at the uh, playoffs, sitting there courtside? No, I didn't. With not. a bottle of his tequila between Did his feet? So that if you took his picture and you printed it, <laughs> his, his tequila would be uh, publicized. He's a smart businessman. He is that. Justin Timberlake has 901 tequila. Uh, Diddy, Puff Daddy, Do I Diddy, Do I Day. 
as uh, De Leon tequila. Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Levine has a tequila? Santo Mesquia. ACDC nice. has their own tequila line called Thunderstruck Tequila. Yeah. Br Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad have their own mezcal band, uh, brand called Dos Hombres. Okay. And now Eva Longoria has announced that she is uh, launching her own line of tequila this this August. So why don't next, you get into next that? month. You need to get into the tequila game. I don't understand why everyone selling so much fucking tequila. I don't either. I think get into in, it? in the big picture, yeah. tequila is one of the lesser purchased and consumed liquors. I, I don't get it either. I, I would absolutely either. start a whiskey what or a vodka before I got to tequila. I mean, tequila is popular with a certain age group of people doing shots, of course. Right. But it's a quick fuck up. They're not drinking it and for, for the taste of it. And for margaritas and stuff. Yeah. And I drank my share of it when I was in college. And right. Stuff, but I moved on, and most people do. But you don't move on from, like, vodka or, or whiskey. You drink that your whole like, life. Most adults I know won't drink tequila because they've gotten so sick on it in their youth. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know why people, why so it's such a big I thing. I absolutely would go into the vodka or the whiskey business. Mm. That's what I need to do. Start my own line of yeah. bourbon. Garmin. The bourbon. Duke of Bourbon. Garmin's Duke of Bourbon, Warlord of California right. whiskey. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe a little wordy. I got to get with the marketing team. And then I dip my balls in it. <laughs> I dip That's my the balls tagline. in it. <laughs> no, the tagline is it. The Ralph Report. Reggie, shut up! <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> Reggie, shut up. Reggie, shut up. All right. So congratulations, Eva Longoria. Yeah, I guess. sure. At least she's Mexican. She, she that makes sense. She has a legitimate claim yeah. to it. It's George Clooney. Or Brian Cranston. Fucking Irishman. <laughs> hey, uh, Netflix has a new dating series that just dropped. I don't know if you saw this or not. It's called Sexy Beasts. No. You hear about this? No, I have not. It's a cross between Love is Blind. You're familiar with that dating I'm familiar show? with that one, yeah. That's where people uh, communicate without seeing each other. Until the end. And then they got to commit to, like, I don't know, having a child or something. Just and they never see each no, other. No, you don't do that. It's a combination of Love is Blind and the mass singer. So here's what happens. Okay. Somebody wants to be taken for what's inside them, Eddie, not right. on the outside. Right. And so a team of Hollywood special effects makeup artists turns them into an animal. Oh, and then they go on dates with other people. Where so it's like two animals going out on dates? No, the, the other people are humans. Oh, okay. But the one person who's dating everyone is made to look like a, an animal with heavy duty prosthetic makeup on. Right. And then they have to go out on a date and then they have to try to find the person inside, not the giant mouse that they're sitting across the table from. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I saw a picture of this, of the premiere episode. And it's a girl who looks like a white mouse. She has giant ears right. and a very realistic mouse face. And she's sitting there at a table having dinner with you're someone. You're supposed to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation this with this person. This is an actual dating show where people are trying to find love. And you're supposed to be talking to this human mouse and find out if they're a good person yeah. inside. I would be, I would be distracted. But I would order the cheese but course yeah. as the uh, as the appetizer for sure. Can we get the <laughs> big cheese plate, cheese and the olive selection? What the fuck? I don't. We're doomed as a society. And people ask me all the time, why don't you guys bring the Joe Schmo show back? How do you parody reality television you now? You when you got a woman dressed as a mouse going out on dates, seriously trying to find love. Par so she claims. Parody's dead everywhere. You can't parody anymore. Everything's so ridiculous. And who's the person who says, yes, I'm signing up for this, make me a turtle so I can go out on dates to find my soulmate? <laughs> 
Hey, congratulations to my buddy, Kevin Smith. News broke yesterday. I knew before you oh, did. You should have told everybody. I can. I, oh, I almost fucked it up. I tweeted it out accidentally like a week ago. You did? And he went nuts. He's like, no, 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 no. Take that down. Take that down. Take that down. Take that down. <laughs> so I immediately got into a Twitter beef with someone else. Yeah. So I could, I deleted it and then I jammed my so feet you buried up with, it. A, with a bunch of just back and forth. I was like yelling at people and everything, trying to distract <laughs> from the fact. Well, that's that, psychotic, that man. And I, I blew the news before Lionsgate announced. So he's with a Twitter, hey, fuck you, buddy, and just started fighting people? Somebody was already starting some shit, so I I, <laughs> I, I saw it as an opportunity, and I jumped on it and started uh, a row. Good for you. Because I had let the cat out of the bag. Wow. And I could have sworn that we had mentioned it on a Hollywood Babylon before that. Yeah. And so somebody was, that was the thing, somebody was saying, hey, when's Hollywood Babylon coming back? And I was like, probably not till the fall because we both have busy uh, summers. And so after Kevin wraps Clerks 3, then uh, we'll probably get to work. He's going to start in August and then we'll get back to it in the fall. And he was like, on the phone immediately. He's like, dude, 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 no, 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 no. Lionsgate needs to announce that. You can't say anything. (laughs) So I had to pull it down. Good for you. But I I was able apparently to uh, avoid it because no one It didn't go in. I didn't see it anywhere. Well, I literally... Like 30 seconds after I hit send, he was on the phone saying, who knows how to start a fight on Twitter better than you. That's true. So I was able to cover my tracks. But anyway, yesterday, Lionsgate did in fact announce that Clerks 3 is going into production in uh, August. And the whole gang's coming back. Jeff Anderson's going to be there. Brian O'Halloran. Jay Muse, of course, is Jay. Kevin Smith returning as Silent Bob. Rosario Dawson as Becky from Clerks 2. So, uh. I've read the script, by the way. Oh, you have? Yes. Mm. But I'm not saying anything because I got into trouble once. Right. And folks are asking me, oh, are you going to be in Clerks 3? Are you going to be in Clerks 3? I am sadly not going to be in Clerks 3. Oh. Um, just due to scheduling and, and travel yeah. issues. They're shooting back in Jersey. Right, right. And I am going to be back east, but I'm going to be there for my mom and dad's funeral. Right. And they were trying to find some way to fit me into the schedule, but it would have meant sticking around for maybe another week or so. Right. Which then it means two weeks away from the Ralph report and everything. It just didn't feel right to me. So uh, you can do it remotely. I thanked them and uh, and I I passed. I'll I'll work with Kevin. I'm sure another day on another project. So anyway, best of luck to everybody there. And like I mentioned, I've read the script and it's awesome. So if you are a Clerks fan, uh, you will enjoy this film. Uh, Batgirl, speaking of movies, Batgirl is in pre-production and they have narrowed down the actresses to choose from for the role of Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. Isabella Merced, Zoe Deutsch, Leslie Grace, and Haley Lou Richardson apparently are the four girls that have come down to the testing process and they should be announcing who our new Batgirl is going to be. Do you have a preference? Anytime. I'm not familiar really with the work of any of these women. Oh. I've seen their photos and they're all lovely yeah. and I'm sure they're all, they'll all do a wonderful job. And it's going to be the first big DC film to debut on uh, HBO Max since uh, Wonder Woman, since the Wonder Woman sequel. Oh, well. So it's going to be, I think, strictly on HBO Max. I don't oh, think they're going to do a theatrical release. I don't think they're going to do a theatrical release. So I, I, all I care about, I don't care who they cast, as long as they use this theme song. What is your scene, baby? We just gotta know. 
Where do you come from? Where do you go? Oh, that's a great song. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> that is the uh, Batgirl theme from the 1960s Batman TV series. Mm. They had to give her her own theme song, yeah, of course. Great lyrics. Are you a chick who flew in from outer space? Or are you real with a tender, warm embrace? That's part of it. Batgirl, oh. Batgirl. They put no effort into it. Oh, huh? They put every effort into it. <laughs> Fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on July 20th. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Sally Ann Howes is still alive. How old is she? At the age of 91. Good for her. She was the actress who starred opposite Dick Van Dyke in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, one oh. of the great children's films of all time. She played Truly Scrumptious. Truly Scrumptious. You too are truly scrumptious, scrumptious as the breeze across the bay. How badly did they want Julie Andrews to play that role? Oh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah. The Arreckon, rather. Well, I wonder if they didn't because Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins and they didn't oh, want that yeah, I again. think they probably wanted that to happen she was like, again. No. And she probably passed, mm -hmm. yeah. That's the greatest Disney film Disney never made, by the way. Yeah. Judy Bang Bang. It's very, it feels it, so much like you a Disney always think movie. Disney when you think that movie. Yeah. That's because the boys, the Sherman brothers, wrote the music yeah. for it. And of course, Dick is in it. Yeah. But they could do a them. sequel because they're both still alive. That's what I'm saying. Dick Van Dyke and Sally Ann House. Let's see what happened. Could do a sequel. Let's do Chitty Chitty Bang Wing Awakens. Instead of the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang being a car with wings, they could have like a walker with wings or something. Crickety Crickety Bang. <laughs> oh, see what you did there? I see. Well done. Josh Holloway from Lost is 52. Drummer Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols is 65. I am an anti-coast. I am an anti-coast. Don't know what I want, but I know how to get it. I want to destroy possibly because I want to be. Sandra O oh is 50. Singer Kim Carnes is 76. Show me another podcast that's backing up Sex Pistols with Kim Carnes, <laughs> please. Donna Dixon from Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah. Sunny, 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 sunny. I think she's still married to uh, Dan Aykroyd, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, they were in a Spies Like Us team. They were indeed. One. I believe that's where they met and fell yeah. in love. Lucky bastard. I had such a crush on Donna Dixon back so in the day. Hot. 64. Keyboardist Mick McNeil of Simple Minds is 63. Actor Dean Winters, who played Tina Fey's boyfriend on 30 Rock. He's also Mayhem in the Allstate commercials. He's great. 57 today. Guitarist Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam's 55. Omar Epps is 48. John Lodge, bassist for the Moody Blues, is 78. Why do we never get an answer? 
Judy Greer from Arrested Development and The Village and so many other projects. She's always great in everything that she yes, does. Yes, she is. 46 today. Carlos Santana is 74. <laughs> Charlie Cosmo, the little kid from Dick Tracy, played the kid in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He was also Peter Pan's son in Hook. Okay. Also in Can't Hardly Wait. He's 43 years old today. Come on. Stop. Stop it. 43 years Stop old. Stop it. The kid. Fuck. Dick Tracy. Fuck, I'm old. I hate it. Giselle Bunchen's 41. Mm. The kid from Hook is older than Giselle Bunchen. Oh, my God. Figure that out. That's weird. Guitarist Mike Kennerty from All American Rejects is 41. When you see my face, hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. When you walk my way, hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. If you find a man that's worth a damn and treats you well, then he's a fool, you're just as well. Hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. John Francis Daly from Freaks and Geeks bones and a very talented screenwriter in his own right no pun intended 36 years old and guitarist jj french of twisted sister is 69 years old today what do you want to do with your life eddie <laughs> i want to rock <laughs> you want to do with your life? Is that a pledge pen? Pledge pen? On your uniform. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And because it's Tuesday, time to turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, he likes it. This is particularly appropriate today. Why, why? Because we were just yesterday talking about the success of Space Jam, The New Legacy, yeah. and our love for the old school Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons. Yes. And these two characters were created in 1948 by animation director Chuck Jones and writer Michael Maltese. Maltese pretty much set the template for their adventures for the entire run of their theatrical series. 49 shorts were made for theaters, about six to seven minutes long, and then they moved them to television. They packaged them up for a Saturday morning show that ran from 1966 all the way through to the early 1980s. One of the great comedy duos of all time. Glenn asked for today's TV theme song. Hey, Ralph, this is Glenn in Santa Barbara calling. Hey, man, for TV Tunes Tuesday... Uh, have you done the Roadrunner um, and fucking uh, Coyote theme song? Um, just food for thought. All right. Thanks a lot. 1960. Love you. Bye. Yeah, okay. In 1968, <laughs> Roadrunner and the fucking Coyote show debuted. 
on CBS <laughs> on Saturday mornings. Actually, it was known as the Roadrunner Show. Ran from 68 to 69, and then they combined it with Bugs Bunny to produce the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. Mm -hmm. But it's been running ever since from the 1960s. You can still see those original shorts on television. And I'm telling you, I think of all the Looney Tunes, maybe my favorite are the Wiley Coyote Roadrunner. That's uh, I show I was I made a point to show those to Colton when he was very young, and still to this day, his favorite are Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. It is perfect silent movie comedy yeah. because Wiley never speaks in it. Nope. Roadrunner just goes beep, beep. Now, yep. Wiley Coyote spoke in other With Bugs cartoons. Bunny and stuff yeah. like that, he would speak. Wiley Coyote is super genius. Super genius. But uh, in these, it's just pure physical comedy. Laugh out loud physical comedy. Genius. It holds up. Yeah. It's remarkable. And many of us were exposed to the old Roadrunner show. Uh, the theme song, written and sung by a woman named Barbara Cameron. Interesting story. She was a, a big band singer in the Ohio area back in the 1940s. In the 1950s, she worked as a television hostess and singer as well. And then she married a gentleman named Joe Kotler. He went on to work for Warner Brothers. And when it was announced that they were going to package their theatrical shorts of Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote for television... They said, we need a theme song. And he suggested his wife, who dabbled as a composer, mm -hmm. take a shot at it. Whoa. And she came up with the Roadrunner Show theme song and sang it as well. Here it is, the Roadrunner theme. Classic theme yes. song. Yes, it is. As we mentioned, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote were the perfect silent comedy duo, and it made it for the it made it the, the perfect television show to translate to other markets. Yeah, it showed around the world with equal success because you didn't have to Physical translate comedy universal dialogue. Yeah. Exactly. The only thing was they did have to translate the theme song, and so in all the Spanish speaking markets, they did re-record a version for El Show del Corre Caminos. Mm -hmm. Corre Caminos is uh, Spanish for a roadrunner. Here is the, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, this is the Spanish language version of the roadrunner theme song. Loses a little something in the translation, bit. I think. A little bit. And to show you how popular this theme song was, the Bare Naked Ladies, their very first indie tape releases before they had a record deal. It was just Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. 
they released an indie cassette tape called Buck Naked. It was their first recorded music together. And one of the tracks they did on that indie tape was the Roadrunner <laughs> theme song. Here's a little bit of Ed Robinson, Robertson and Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies. You're on a highway and Roadrunner goes beep, beep. Just step aside or you might end up in a heap. Roadrunner, Roadrunner runs on the road all day. Great tune, very yeah. catchy. Miss the beep beep though. Yeah, I do. Meep beep. <laughs> Apparently, when they wrote it, it was meep 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 meep. But everyone, for some reason, seems to think meep, it's beep beep meep meep. <laughs> That's it for today's. TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's round report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, you do. That's it for today's show, kids. Come on back tomorrow. As I mentioned, it's the return of Steve Ashton. Yay! So glad to have Steve back with us. Also, because it's Wednesday, we're going to... Uh, boy, mm. this is... Mm-hmm. It's a Wednesday thing. I know we... Uh, one-hit wonder? You got that right! It is one-hit wonder Wednesday. More fun to be had, but it's not as fun unless you join us. So please come on back, won't you? In order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. Seriously. Get that vaccine. Mm-hmm. And then still, wear a mask. Stay good in the hood. Because there's other people who haven't had the vaccine yet. And they're getting sick. And they're trading it around. And they're passing it around. Don't do that. Bad news. So keep some distance. Stay sweet at six feet. Because we love you and... Life is life. So have a long, happy, and healthy one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it, bye. (laughs) 